Hey everybody, welcome to episode 47 of Tactical Crouch. That's right, 47. You're like, wait, last week was 45. It's because we had two episodes last week. You're welcome. Uh, I'm Kick Tripod, of course, joined by the German curmudgeon Yiska and Overwatch Oracle himself, Volamel. Didn't have quite hot, quite as hot of a week this week, though. Calling the upsets, but still, uh, not that bad. But we are joined for the second time. You are the third guest to be here twice. You would have been the first to be here three times, Curry. I just need to, I need to say that <laughs> you would have been the first to be here three times. But now you're the third to be here two times. Welcome back to the show. He's the strategic coach for the Guangzhou Charge. Good friend. Almost did a pod. We were almost podcast buds. And then he got famous. <laughs> and now, uh, just kidding. That didn't happen at all. But uh, it's Curry Shot. Welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you. You're looking great. Thank you. Adidas is on fire, by the way. I wish we could get an Adidas sponsorship for this show because they've got really good looking shirts. And I, I, I actually, they're one of three companies I actually subscribe to emails from. Hmm. Okay, okay, now that we're talking about looks, I guess I Sorry. can ask. Where, where's, where's the beard? What uh, happened? Mine? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I decided to go with a new, uh, new look. Anyway, you know my beard grows out every like two days. The same is true for Asha, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, this is 29 so, years um, and counting, by the way. Like, actually, um, no lie, I shaved like last night, and if I get like really close, you can see you it's can. already back. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. What's your secret? Uh, help me, I want a beard. So first thing you got to do is become Indian. Done. Indian genetics. <sighs> Big secret. I don't think that I don't I can, think that's possible. I don't think John, I can. I don't know do that, that that's. Uh, yeah, not, nothing. So what you're telling possible. me is I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks a lot. Well, I feel great. Let's talk about <laughs> Overwatch, I guess. Before we do, a couple of housekeeping things. Of course, we record live every Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. 11 a.m. Pacific, but we'll start by 11.30. You know. Sorry. It happens. What can you do? I mean, there's a That's lot we could probably do, but we don't. 11-ish. We're here. Pacific time. We're here every yeah. week. It's true. We At start variable the call. times. We for start dynamic. the call before 11 a.m. It's true. I will say that. We're pretty consistent about doing that. So tune in live, twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Of course, tweet us uh, your suggestions, or not even suggestions. I don't need your suggestions, but I would love your questions that you have for the show or topics you'd That's like yes. to hear us be Wait, Yiska. Uh, discussed. Yiska. Beard yeah. or no beard? What do you think? What? Beard you or should, no beard? You should beard. Uh, beard. beard, for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, I fucked up. Yeah. I messed up then. Okay. Yiska, how many Season subs to get you to... Reschedule, reschedule. How many subs or how many patrons would we need for Z you to shit? Oh, impossible. Virtually, you could not, you could not how give many? me enough money. Like, give me a number. Two million euros. Wow. You selfish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible dude i have not put this this thing off i think in six years probably and the one time i did i started growing it out i think in nine years ago or eight years ago 
the weeks where I was, I just shut myself in, in my, uh, I think I was still studying even. Yeah. So like, I didn't, I, I couldn't go out. It was, it was, it, no, impossible. I did that when I took a baseball to the face and had a big fat lip. Oof. Just like, I'm not going, I'm skipping classes. <laughs> like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> this is not going to happen. All right, this is enough. We've gone on too far. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. Support the show. We really do appreciate your support. If you don't want to do it through Patreon, we also, you can sub through Twitch or donate through Twitch. Really appreciate that. All the support is super meaningful. We've got some upgrades planned this fall and all of that stuff helps us be able to uh, afford it. So um, we're going to do that. Let's talk about the news though. Brought to you by our Patreon uh, producers. Battlecrab made and Peter Y. Thank you three again for supporting the show for such an incredible amount. We really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing us the news this week. News number one, the Washington justice who uh, are, you know, doing all right right now. They're, they're hanging in there. They are uh, doing uh, okay. Yeah. They're only five and oh plus 10 map differential let go or mutually parted ways or, have retired or I don't know what the actual league wording is going to be there, but Fazix no longer a part of the squad thrown out, disintegrated. Um, at least he hasn't at been gas station. At least he didn't pull like get pulled into a Mendo situation where he's like an outlaws streamer has to play overwatch for uh, a year longer than he didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still uh, into Overwatch, though, if I'm not mistaken. He's come, sure. Mendo's come back, speak. right? So he, he did the Apex thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant Fazix. Like oh, really Fazix. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? Mendo's playing the Apex. <laughs> no, yeah, Mendo's, Mendo's gone, <laughs> Mendo's, <laughs> Mendo's done, Mendo's donezo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we haven't really seen much of Fazix at all this year, Volumel. No, he's been kind of, I, I think they kind of put him on the inactive roster, if I remember correctly. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just been pretty quiet. Again, I think he'll probably land on his feet on a contender's team somewhere. Um, yeah, best of luck to him. Hopefully uh, find some, some success. Elsewhere. I think he, he made a post about not wanting to compete, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. About like streaming for now or something like that. I know he said that, but I also know that he said last night, and it's funny because Buck just said this, that uh, he, he wants to stream every day until he gets an Overwatch League trial. Mm, okay. So, okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like... He's either, immortal now. I, yeah, I, I don't know. By that he, rule. He, he, wow. Like, until he gets an Overwatch League trial, so he cannot die, because it's never going to happen. Yeah. That's how it works, right? So I'm going to ask the hard-hitting question here then, Yeska. Do you think that Fazix is not Overwatch League level? I think he was good in 2017, whenever that was with Envision, when they were th third or fourth in Contenders. Mm -hmm. I think it was Contender Season 1, even. Uh, there, I had him on my radar. I don't know, like, the problem is, realistically the environment that he was in. So um, it's actually probably unfair to, to talk about him like that until I've seen him 
um, <clears throat> in a d different environment. But yeah, he wasn't convincing, I think. He wasn't the problem on DC when they were, because he was playing most of stage run. I think he went inactive beginning of April. Uh, April. Yeah, beginning of April. And then uh, I think Ark was brought in uh, mm -hmm. mid-March, 18th of March or something. And... Um, the um all yeah, part of the wizard that. young plan by the way we're ready <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean yeah that is not many people part of the plan or just a coincidence not yeah. not too many players would probably start a, uh over arc i think yeah yeah i agree i don't know cool. it's uh worth noting right but obviously isn't having a huge impact. Is there, is there a place uh, like, I don't know if you could say this or not Curry, but if, if you were any team in overwatch league, Fazix is now free agent for whatever reason. I don't know how that all works. Cause we're past like the deadlines and signings. Like, is there a team where you would personally think that you could see Fazix coming back into as it stands I mean, right now? I mean, the thing is like, I've never seen him in like a, you know, professional environment. So I wouldn't know. But that being said, I think a lot of players actually in the like what Jessica said in the right environment, uh, no matter um, actually their uh, skill level in terms of um, at least if they're at a certain skill level uh, past that, they don't need to be like super insane. Uh, can be like developed into um, someone who can uh, succeed. So potentially, but it would have to be under the right environment. Somebody actually mentions this in in chat, but we'll probably expand on this for another week or maybe in the postseason. But again, I think there are going to be a lot of teams in the rebuilding phase, particularly probably Mayhem and Outlaws. So there's definitely hope for Fazix. Just needs to get out there, um, work on things that maybe he got criticized on, on on Washington and his past teams. And, you know, there's there's always a chance that, you know, these teams that have not found a ton of success going into 2020 contracts are coming up. There's going to be some slots to fill. And if you're, you know, out there grinding, then there's a good chance that you probably get picked up. Yeah, I mean, for Mayhem, though, they, they were uh, pretty clear about um, being a uh, full Korean uh, for the future. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not... For they, now. They were, full, they, they were interested in that for this season. Didn't necessarily pan out. It seems to be catching a little bit of steam now. Do they continue with that vision in 2020? I don't know with this team. They could just completely gut the front office and change I, I highly, their identity again. I highly suspect they will do it for 2020. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you highly suspect that Mayhem will stay full Korean in 2020? Yes, I highly suspect it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, Problem I can, loss. I can, feel, like, I can feel your wink-protecting glasses right now. Like, trying <laughs> See, their best been, not to, like... Hmm. I have I have the sun, you know, that's why the windows are open. So, you know, you can see the glare, you can't see my eyes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. All right. So... Not mayhem, but but outlaws. There are definitely teams that want to need some upgrades and might need some experience. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I do think that, from my understanding of of Fazix, any issues he ever had were not ones with, um, like being a team player and you know the the kind of off 
the it, it, even in-game stuff is more like pu- like purely like mechanical positioning hero type stuff like i don't know the <laughs> the why you get into overwatch league in the first place kind of thing so i don't know seems like a nice nice enough dude <laughs> it seems like a ne- maybe he's got a casting yeah. career oh never heard him cast <laughs> Might pull a Jake on us. Who knows? A vast one of those guys just figure it out. And oh, if that was a transition point, then that's a hats off to you, my friend. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's let's talk about Bishop, shall we? Yiska, what's going what's going on with Bishop, man? So tell us what happened this week. Uh, yeah. Well, he was let go. Uh, the wording of the announcement was kind of interesting that it uh, caused some community uh, or some of the community to speculate that goes without th- saying. Um, the, the thing is that one now has to honestly question at, at least. OK, so let's let's recapitulate the career of Bishop, right? Uh, C9 wasn't the most successful team. I right, immediately before. went to somebody just leaving the point. Sorry. C9 <laughs> is a team. Cloud, Cloud9. Got it. Yeah. Um, are, we, are we just going to omit the fact that he was a former pro player? I mean, that, that, that is not as relevant, right? Okay, like the, fair enough. The, the, my point is that one now has to question how good of a coach uh, he is. While beforehand he had a lot of talent on C9, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm actually completely arguing against myself because I remember defending Bishop when the pickup was made for Toronto, and the point was that we didn't have enough data points because he had a week in uh, in a, a, a stage in Overwatch League, they won that stage, then the personal thing happened with his family, and now after the fact. Um, he came back into the Overwatch League, and honestly, the way Define crumbled seemed like a a coaching thing uh, in many ways, right? So the captain is the guy who steers the ship. Question, of course, being how much uh, input does he get from the gods above, right? How the winds flow, and um, that's a that's a question that certainly has to be asked. But yeah, in in resume, it wasn't the season that Toronto wanted. Uh, th- I think they're pretty much locked in for th- third worst team in the league. Um, rough, yeah. Actually, um, problematic to, to now. It, it, I mean, no coach after one uh, broken season is really you know. Sour grapes, I would say. It, mm-hmm. Once again, it depends on the environment on the, and on the players. You have this in traditional sports all the time where a coach has a terrible failure, gets si- signed by another team, and suddenly gets them out of the cellar of the, uh, of the league or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, data points certainly over entire season didn't look good. I mean, Curry, what's your... what? <sighs> Yeah. So I mean, this is there, there's so much to dissect here, right? You have Bishop's season overall with Toronto. 
you have the wording of the press release itself. Like what's your, what's your overall feelings on this one? So my overall feeling is also, um, something obviously I, this is, I don't have an insider like a uh, notification or uh, news or anything like this, but, uh, this is just my assumption. My deduction, I guess, is that, uh, um, a few weeks ago, they started playing a lot more Western players, uh, being with, uh, manga, Sherrick, um, gods, right. And, uh, Honestly, they've been, even though they've not had the best uh, outcome, you know, they've been going to map five versus um, pretty decent teams. Um, they've been doing a lot better. And I think actually there might have been some kind of uh, issue with that, but I'm not sure. This is all speculation um, because Ivy is like really good too. Um, you know, so uh, Yakpong, despite the uh, flat that he gets, I think is also a pretty good uh, main tank. At least uh, when I see, you know, from what I see in Soliki. So. Hmm. That's that's my just uh, speculation. So don't take it as fact. <laughs> okay, let's let's defend ourselves here, Joe or Lord Joe. Um, we were pretty high on Yakpun uh, before the season, right? That's probably fair to say. Yeah, we we did. You know, uh, we had heard through the grapevine that uh, this guy was the real deal. Um, I still think that he is and has promise is defiant the team for him i don't know it could be another kind of fissure situation where he might need a fully korean roster to reach that potential um i find it kind of interesting as a tangential point that it seems to be always the main tank that kind of has that aura about them that we we see that a lot of Korean main tanks do kind of trend towards they need to play with a fully Korean roster. It takes a very specific player to fit within a, a mixed roster, um, which maybe we can get into later on with, uh, with Cray shop. But uh, yeah, it's Yakpung has, has his moments where he looks good. And then he has moments where he's fire striking walls completely 180 degrees away from the opponent. Um, Big brain though, actually where, where does that uh, I do the kind same of drop thing. off? And I'm the best player in my Plat games right now. Let me, let me just let me just say like something about sure. uh, mixed rosters. I feel that um, if people can't like look past the fact that uh, it's a mixed roster, like in on the team, they will never like succeed. Like instead of looking at the nationalities, uh, you have to look past it and just try to build synergy because it is challenging, but it's definitely doable. And I think our stage four has shown that. You know, we have four nationalities yeah. uh, on the team and. Um, you know, we've been pretty successful. There's no like, you know, oh, we sit together and eat lunch together. Like, it's not like, you know, that we have, we're separated. As, um, you know, I feel that maybe on other teams, uh, there might be, I guess, a rift in between. Oh, definitely. I think so. so. We so I think, I think you have to always look um, past uh, mixed rosters. And like, I remember what uh, one quote about Fisher about having like, about mixed rosters not working. And I don't think that's true. I think that's a bad mentality to have. You should just have to look past it and then just work really hard. And that's, uh, that's all it is. So You're in yeah. good company here because Yiska has famously penned about how mi mixed rosters are the future of Tier 1 competitive Overwatch. And we've talked about it extensively on the show about how we believe that that is ultimately what will give us the best and most competitive games. But you said, you said it yourself is that it is challenging, though. You don't just like, oh, I have four different nationalities, therefore I'm good. You have to foster an environment to like bring out the best. Sure. And the the one thing I should I also want to say it's like 
it has to be a two-way in the sense that, um, well, this is my opinion again. So this is going to be a very hot take. But uh, for instance, um, some of the other teams have been on, like try to force it on, uh, let's say, a Korean player to learn English, right? Mm. But uh, I'm taking uh, Korean lessons right now. You know, I'm learning to read and write. Uh, I'm pretty good at uh, writing now. I, I, at least I'd say so. Like uh, Sophie is my teacher, and she's pretty damn good. Um, but um, I feel like uh, it should be, you know, reciprocated where uh, also the coaching staff or, you know, the Western staff should also be able to, like, to learn Korean. And that's why, um, yeah, I feel like uh, some of the teams um, don't do that. And uh, I don't think it's the right way. I, I think it should be both ways. I think that goes a long way for the, you know, for a team like Charge, for instance, you have four nationalities. It, it would be kind of unfair to kind of just pin extra pressure on one side of the table instead of, you know, just giving everybody some extracurricular homework so that everybody can communicate a little bit easier in their native tongue. You know, it it probably sounds like a, a mixing pot kind of all kinds of different loan words being tossed around in, in the charge, you know, locker room, everybody, yeah, yeah. a little bit of Mandarin here, a little bit of Korean there. So like, I think it, it's generally it just it shows is. a lot of respect to, to everybody that yeah. you know, at least you're putting the, the effort in to, to try and help bridge the yeah. gap that is communication. Yeah. And like, uh, for instance, uh, with Nero too, um, you know, who is one of our Western players, mm-hmm. you'll see him typing in Korean. Um, you know, he's learned, I think he understands a, a lot of uh, things as well, you know? So like, um, yeah, I definitely think uh, we're pretty well integrated. And that's something that, uh, you know, um, I think the coaching staff, uh, obviously, before I even joined the team, did really well uh, with uh, Jen Taidalo Sangu. Um, and also, we have uh, some, okay, you know, there's always that one guy behind the scenes who, like, nobody knows about. Uh, it's super, yeah, it's like the brain. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's, he's really, really good. Like, part of the staff, his name's Cassis. Um, nobody has any idea who he is, but um, it was funny because he joined, with, I think he was a team manager first, and now he's an analyst. And it's basically who I, I used to bounce ideas. We, we make a really good team, and um, yeah, I think he's very uh, like nobody knows who he is, but I, I think people should know who he is. Like, yeah, he, what do you think makes really him awesome. so valuable for the charge? Um, basically he himself, again, he has the same ideology, you know, I didn't tell him to do this, you know, uh, when I first joined the team, again, like I told you, I was trying to learn and I still am like a, a, one hour before I sleep, I uh, do a little lesson with myself, but, um, as well, but, uh, he, he does the same thing. He speaks Chinese or sorry, Mandarin, um, uh, English, and he never, he never studied abroad anything, but his English is pretty good, like really, really good. You could, you wouldn't even notice. And then, um, as well as, uh, Korean, like he understands as well so he can i don't think he can speak but i'm not too sure but uh uh, his language is really good um once i also joined the team uh like once once we started uh bouncing ideas off i realized he also learns really quickly so his game knowledge is like really good now too um interesting so i think i think he's a really valuable um asset to the team also like if you think about the utility of it, right? Okay, so let's let's get us a GISC analogy for this episode. Yes. You know, like in London, there's like uh, part, uh, parts of town that are incredibly expensive per square meter, right? No, never been to London. So the Already idea lost. is, of course, you're on, on two dimensions. You're kind of limited. 
length and uh, width of your property. Now, what these rich people have been doing in order to increase the value of their property was to just dig deep and they have like two stories below their property, just increasing the square amount of living space. And it, it like doubles the, the, uh, the cost or the, the um, value of their uh, own property because of that, right? I see like learning the language. So a player, of course, like the first thing is you got to be good at the game, right? But there's other factors that gets you signed. We, we saw that with like uh, players having a good brand or whatever, or having a big stream or things like that certainly factor into your negotiation as for a contract, for, even for office and whatnot. Honestly, the third dimension also is being a Western player who, who speaks fairly fluent Korean, right? That will increase your value. Now, if you're like, if you're already practicing and you're thinking, okay, that's, that's enough for the day, and you, but you can squeak in some vocabulary, that is probably better. So let's say this. If you are already pr practicing 13 hours a day of Overwatch, you're probably getting more value out of practicing 12 hours a day and doing one hour of Korean. And therefore being more modular and much more, you know, like, uh, insertable into whatever roster you're uh, getting, right? Because sometimes, especially if you're one of those glue personalities that just keeps the roster together, if you're a leadership personality, if you can speak the, the language and, and also understand the culture that the other uh, players are coming from, you become invaluable in that regard, right? So I, I think um, just just looking at like solo queue improvements and whatnot is pretty two-dimensional thinking. And they players should probably think uh, in three dimensions. Then I, I think there's even a fourth dimension to that. Like this is a life skill that, like, if you sink enough time into it, can actually help transition you outside of esports. Like, like again, a great example that the league has highlighted quite well. Big Goose is out there learning Korean. He might actually have the same teacher as you. He does. Great shot. Is that okay? I, I thought I remembered the name. Um, you know, imagine if he actually gets certified, and, and you know, I know that there's like a grading system in terms of like how how proficient you are in a language, but that can transition into other jobs. Like that, those are actual tangible life skills. Not to say that esports doesn't provide those, but that's something that can help you transition outside of it. So this this is just something that's invaluable. I think language is so. So very important to like just life. Yeah, I agree completely. And uh, yeah, that's why I put uh, a lot of emphasis on. Although again, um, I did say it was a hot take, and I ended, I think it makes sense to you guys, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess to a lot of people in the industry, it doesn't. Huh? It, it's yeah. So that's why. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're in uh, good company uh, here, but we hear the same things. Is that? Yeah, it's 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 a challenge that is immediately detrimental. And um, I can't remember which baseball coach it was. Yiska loves sports analogies. He thinks that they're universally <laughs> applicable. And uh, it was the team had brought on essentially a Japanese player and a new player from the Dominican Republic. And they have like four Americans on the team or at least or whatever and stuff. And. Mm -hmm. about what about the language barrier and like well we we speak baseball on this team yeah. we don't speak english or uh whatever uh japanese we don't speak these languages we speak baseball and in this case like sometimes you just need to speak overwatch 
Mm-hmm. And if that means some Korean, some English, some Chinese, Mandarin, whatever, like, I don't know. I'm all about it. Yeah. Efficiency. Yeah. All right. Third one. Big, uh, not, not so much a big outlaws fans. This one's for you. Jake recently took to Twitter uh, to kind of address why he hasn't been playing. He said, I asked the team to have Linkster step up for me. For personal reasons that I'd rather not talk about right now. Roster issues are private as a rule, but in this case, I don't want people erroneously blaming my friends. FYI, I'm okay. And thank you to everyone who's reached out to offer their support. I remind them once again, what an amazing community we have. So poster boy, Jake still doing it. Still gets the thumbs up from all the overwatch moms out there, which I love. Uh, any more to read into on Jake's lack of play, uh, Joe? I know you love stirring up drama, so oh yeah, I'm gonna send it. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you for controversial opinions. Yeah. yeah, this is this is where you're, that's my house. You know, I'm I'm the chief executive officer of, of that uh, company. So let me uh, let me just whip something up. Again, like going back, uh, you go back about 10, 20 episodes, like to I think. It might actually been the right before the Atlanta homestand last stage. Um, I had predicted that like Jake is probably benching himself. Like there's there's something going on behind the scenes that he's not able to give his all to the team and has to take a step back. Now that's kind of been soft confirmed. Um, Houston is trying to be as transparent as they can, and I and I respect that. But I feel like if you're not going to say, I, I don't know, it's one of those weird PR things that I just don't have the proper education in. So I don't know if it's actually good to come out and say like, hey, everything's good, but I can't talk about it. Or like even when uh, I, I know that Mika actually went behind the scenes and, and asked them in the dugout, like, hey, what's going on? They said no comment. Like is it worth it to actually go out and, and say stuff like this? I don't know. Is it worth it to come out and say, like have a non, like a, a non-informative press release? I, I'm not sure. Again, I hope everything's good with him, but this makes a lot of sense seeing how their roster has been as Monty coined it, like this weird musical chairs, you know, who's playing what, when, um, hopefully they can get their, you know, get everything in order and hopefully Jake's okay. I don't know. It's uh, weird. John, does that not seem to you like Joe knows what's going on and he's just like trying to dance around that thing? That's the yeah, thing. I knew 20 I episodes ago there was something. I felt it in his energy. I could tap into If I If I knew, I probably on. would say, but I don't know. Okay. There's no I way. You say Wait, would you I actually don't. say it? Yeah, I, well, it depends. You on wouldn't it say be, it, Joe. Wouldn't don't say don't it. even try, say. Joe. You would <laughs> not say it. You won't even tell me what you had for breakfast this morning because Aunt Jemima might get mad because you I had used coffee. I just whatever the up. other maple syrup hours, is. So. <laughs> this guy is has is never not just woken up. It's like he basically <laughs> sleeps every two two hours for one hour so he can say, "I just woke up." With See, Joe, if there's a one percent risk to <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> If there's a one percent, where's the tinfoil hat music? Oh uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, no problem. Sleeping with Jake. Then maybe that's it. Me and Jake in a, in a secret relationship. Just sleeping know, with man. Jake. Have you, have you ever seen us in the same room together? I'm just saying. No, but I've seen you play Overwatch. That's true. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. 
not quite the wait do you think you would learn playing overwatch in the bedroom with a pro overwatch player i think we're getting a little bit too pg-13 i think where there's a line that we can't cross. I mean, I'm not Wait, saying. Button, this button is what I want. We're just going to end the show. We're just done. <laughs> Thanks for being here. See you guys next time. No, but not really. Uh, wow. We're, we're going to reel this back in here. I need to go back no. to Bishop, actually. I need to. Okay. Because I, I was going to ask this, and I feel like we just kind of went off on a thing about mixed rosters, and it was a great conversation. And then we went on to Jake, and I'm like, you know what, though? We never discussed this. Relieved of duties effective immediately with three matches left. Does there not seem like nine million better ways to do that? Yeah. To do what? To word it? To handle the situation? Like, what do you all mean? Of the above. Yes, yeah. all of the above. When does a coach who, um, like, and we've seen, and oh man, professional sports. Oh my God. Sorry, Iska, you're going to have to deal through, deal with this one as well. <laughs> uh, but in professional sports, if you're getting rid of a coach, you finish the season, you get rid of the coach at that point in the season. Like it was in stage three, two, one, no problem. Stage four, you're in that last 10% of the season. Even if you're pulling the coach out of the day to day, you're pulling, you're transitioning, you're turning corners you're making changes, you're looking forward, you're interviewing other coaches, you tell the coach, hey, we're going to be replacing you next season, we're going to have you, you know, take your hands off the wheel, be as involved as you feel comfortable, but just know that essentially at this point, you know, your, your time with X team is done. You keep them on, season ends, boom, announce it, be like, we've decided to go a different direction. It's not like three other games is going to make any change. And it's not like if you don't corner Bishop into doing his own thing or disconnecting him from the team, it doesn't do and It's it's a professional courtesy at that point. I think point. they should have delayed the, the announcement. Maybe like, yeah, they could have removed him from the day to day or delayed the announcement after. Um, but yeah, it was, and the way they worded it straight in the middle of the season. Yeah, that was that was a bit rough. Right towards the end, effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just, that's that's a pretty harsh way to put I'm it. So, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I am not. <laughs> I am not a conspiracy theorist. But I don't know, dude. This is kind of weird to me. I, I, I just there's there's no world in which any organization I've worked with. Any organization I'm familiar with. And again, esports is not exactly the most professional industry that you can get into. So I'll be like, be, I'll be fair there, but there's just no world in which a coach gets, let's go like that. Or uh, yeah, a head coach, right. Uh, hmm. gets let go like that with that type of wording who isn't leaving for other reasons. And so it's either Toronto royally effed up and they need to figure that PR person out a bit or it was some, it was something real bad. I don't want to put that on Bishop. So I'm going to just say the Toronto PR person <laughs> needs to learn I mean, from this. 
I, I suppose there's also the option that just investors were super mad at them not making planes most definitely and they wanted to see a mad immediate like I don't know. I I I hope that's I hope that's the reason. Like that would be so funny to me. That that's the way that you handle the situation is you go all the way down the food chain and you go, Hey, Mr. Head Coach guy you're gone everybody else can say but you have to leave you're going to be the scapegoat for this usually that's what happens so you think especially towards the end of the season like well i'm looking back at i'm looking back at league and usually that's what happens Sure. (laughs) traditionally it does make a lot of sense but like i don't no but yeah i don't agree i don't yeah 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 like i don't i don't agree no reevaluation period. It's just gone. Three matches left effective immediately. The shareholders, you know, from on high made this call and we had yeah. to have a scapegoat. And sorry, Bishop, you're gone. Like, yeah, I hope, it's like, I hope again, it's we, we don't know. We don't know the, like the details of it either. So obviously yeah. this is all like speculation. Purely so, speculation. So I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure in the, everything always gets, I'm sure in the future, like we'll know more about it, but. Yeah, I just like there's just no world in which that type of movement happens that you it was completely amicable and everybody was don't keep them to the end of the season or get to them far before or like or like be like Bishop start shopping now like you know we're going to start moving that and this isn't something that happened early stage three at the latest kind of thing there's like I just, I'm not convinced that that's how you write a press release for somebody who's just like, you know what, Bishop, we're just going to go another direction and we don't want to pay you an extra four weeks. And I have no idea how those contracts work. So I don't know if like there's something different about finishing the season versus not or a certain amount of time, but like the the only saving grace for that press release is that there's a financial reason why they did it on that day, and in that case, then whoever wrote up the contract should be fired. Like I don't or, know. Or or the saving grace for that press release is that actually something terrible happened, right? Yeah, it was also on his birthday, and that really sucks. Oh, no, that's rough. On his thirtieth too. On his thirtieth. Like you know how that must feel. You guys don't know it's yet. It's esports. But, if like, your age doesn't start in two, you're done, man. It's it's at bad. Least, like at most two. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I hope everything's okay. I hope it's just an organization or a person just <laughs> not fully grasping what they're typing and releasing, but. The same time, you don't, you should never write a press release like that, especially if it's something, you know, like the, the general, what I think, especially like defiant fans want it to be is like, oh, they're just going a different direction and they want somebody else to lead that direction and they want to start right now. You don't publicly release a coach for that. You just remove the coach from any part of those decision making processes for those last three games. Because it's not like, hey, we replaced them with so-and-so. You know, Baroy and the other guys stepped up. I don't know. Okay. Enough conspiracy theory time. Uh, Curry, (laughs) I want to talk about the Guangzhou charge. Is that all right? Let's do it. Is that okay? You familiar with this team? (laughs) 
I, I think I've seen them before. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty good. The uh, I will say this: uh, Guangzhou definitely came in. I would say among the Chinese teams, probably a little bit under the radar for a lot of us, right? I mean, you obviously everyone was watching Shanghai for going 0 and 40. Uh, Spark, um, doing some pretty at the time exciting stuff with the contenders teams and in Guangzhou, I think just kind of floated past a lot. And here you guys are right now. Doesn't look like you're quite gonna, uh, I mean, you're, you're probably gonna make plans, but it's, um, you know, you're, you're right there. I don't know how else to say it. You're right there. Yeah. You're in yeah. it. I, I we did not put Guangzhou in our top ten. None of us did. In our yeah, no, I was ranking. a team that I publicly thought. Then was again, they struggle. didn't have you, Curry. Put Curry on that <laughs> roster, dude. I'm like top ten for sure. So yeah. to be fair, uh, good on good on them. But yeah, I, to to be fair though, like uh, uh, it's not just me. It's it's like for instance, um, you know, Jin, the structure that he like put out is really good. Uh, Tidal and Sungwoo do a lot of um, a lot of like uh, development, and uh, Sungwoo's strategy is also uh, really sound. Um, so, like for instance, if you have a disagreement, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. And it's just like uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good structure that we have right now. So I, I don't I don't want to take uh, all the credit or anything like that because um, everyone on this team works really hard. That's why like I that I made a tweet that like every player is also like MVP because they they're all like really good and also another thing like uh sorry to go on a tangent but um the b team basically is what uh, i guess it was called on, on public um people don't realize like how much talent we have on that team and how like development of players is basically uh one of the biggest um objectives uh of our team and like people like bishu fraggy uh um, Rise, which, uh, by the way, um, not a lot of people know about Rise, but uh, he's one of the best flex uh, supports right now, who has one of the highest potentials, in my opinion. Yeah, like we were really high on Rise. Wanjie, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanjie, yeah. And uh, I was uh, like, he's one of the ones I I enjoy working with the most, only because I I see it like, you know, when you see that uh, diamond in the rough, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he Love he can be like one of the, he can be like one of the best but um yeah like we have a lot of talent on uh again the b team as well so that's why like when people are like oh my god you put the, like kongza put the entire b team in to beat boston wow boston is so bad well what about the b team being also really good sometimes right? b mm-hmm. teams are good dude like yeah totally yeah. i mean yeah it's, it's just uh you know we have a lot of experience but also uh, Boston's pretty Russell. bad. <laughs> let's be <laughs> let's be real. You don't have to say it, Curry, but Boston's pretty bad right now. Uh, they're not having the best time in Overwatch, at least. Yeah, maybe they're not having the best time, but yeah, I, I definitely think that um, you know our, our players are pretty sound and uh, they have their head in the right place. Mm. Yeah, for for Rice, I always thought he was going to be someone that other teams are going to look at during uh, the midseason as a signing, especially if you don't... Like, he he is the best Zen currently not playing, I think. I um, mean, his, yeah, his, his Ana's really good too, though. Yeah, either uh, him or your aim god, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, yeah. 
<laughs> I've got as well, yes. Um, like really know, of like... course, that Sorry, is a projection from, from the preseason, right? We don't 100%, 100%. know how players hold up while they're not being played, and that very much depends on the organization. But it's, it's rough that he had to land, and he only trained 18 uh, during the season, right? Thanks. And that he had to be on the organization where Shu, one of the, the best oh, yeah. new flex supports, uh, came in is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it definitely is. Shu, Shu is. See, the thing with Shu is like very, very talented as well, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. But um, yeah, I really like uh, working with, uh, I guess, uh, Raisu because like, you know, I always, I always like, so I'm upstairs actually, I'm not downstairs uh, with everyone, I'm actually upstairs and, you know, I always like go down to check, you know, to see if um, some of the players are doing what I, you know, say just sneaking around and I always see him doing exact, like I never catch him not uh, basically working and improving and like doing, you know, stuff that I like, like I say, like he's always, always uh, working hard. So yeah, probably, you know. Hopefully he doesn't watch this one. <laughs> I usually don't. I usually don't go, yeah, good shot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. I, I did, so I do have a question about Guangzhou, though. So Guangzhou, definitely before Stage 4, has had a middling experience at least. Went 3 and 4 one stage, 4 and 3 one stage, 2 and 5 one stage. Definitely not mm -hmm. the best stage. Now yeah. we're in the 2-2 two -two meta. You guys are five and one. Uh, pretty, pretty poised, I would say, overall over the next two, uh, over the next two weeks. You, I mean, I'm sure you know this better than I do. Um, you play Dallas Fuel, which yeah, last match. That's their last match this season. Well, so you're, are you six, yeah, you're six and one. Sorry, yep, mm -hmm. uh, six and one. Right? No, no, five yep. and one. Five, five and one. Five yeah, and one. Is, yeah. There's so many matches. <laughs> You're five oh, no, and one with so one match left. No, he was he was predicting. It was a Freudian slip. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, we're looking for new co-hosts on the podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to cover for Send you. Send your applications right, in. Quick must. Uh, or a new main host for the podcast, apparently. Uh, so you play Dallas Fuel next. It's going to be your best stage, win or lose here. What yeah. has made the two 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 meta, um, or whatever else? Maybe it's not the two 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 meta change. Maybe it's something else that has allowed Guangzhou to kind of turn the corner and turn into this team that is, uh, quite frankly, pretty terrifying for just about anybody playing Overwatch right now. Um. Well, I definitely think it's a meta that's uh, better for us uh, right now. Um, you know, I joined at the start of stage four, so I can't really talk about the previous stages as I really have uh, any inside information about it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, from what I saw from an outside, yeah, it was definitely wasn't the meta, but like right now, for like for us, but like right now it is, uh, due to two, um, you know, for the players is, uh, uh with you know, being happy, being able to uh, come out. I lean also like a better, um, I guess, uh, players in uh, 222 as well like uh, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a really good meta for us but as well as having like um, so I guess um, one of the things uh, Jin uh, the head coach told me when I joined the team too is that uh, I have a very different uh, perspective of the game and I, I think that's that's why uh, he likes me is because um, 
I guess um, there's no blind spot now as well. And uh, yeah, I think I think that the the players are working really well together, and that um, yeah, it's just it's just our meta. Okay, it's let's let, let's try to specify this a little bit because, sure. for instance, Mineral, the uh, the former coach of uh, Florida Mayhem, uh, made this analysis video like I think it was either week one or week two of stage four, where you guys played Zarya against. Uh, you know, basically to deny the Roadhog uh, Orisa halt combo, right? And uh, your your Zarya was pretty much on bubble duty for that. Was that your brainchild? Like, that did that come from you? I can't say anything about that, but okay. uh, I think uh, like when it comes to um, pick decisions, I think also. Uh, I think Hop, uh, you know, should always uh, like he he's um, okay. Yeah, he's also a really big brain. That's that's interesting because sometimes, uh, like I've I've never heard that set of Hotba before uh, during the fusion. Oh times, y- right? yeah, the thing the thing with Hotba is uh, so people people don't really know much about him. They just uh, have I guess one side of the story, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely a smart player, really good, um, confident, I will say. But uh, yeah, he's he he's really smart. Like a, a lot of the a lot of them, the players, I guess, their entire personalities and traits aren't properly showcased. I don't think. And that's not that's not that's not the team's fault. Really. I'm just saying, like, um, I guess it's it's just uh, something that's hard to get out. Yeah, that, my my point was rather to point out that they are. These sleeper players that have so much more impact than just on the server, right? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one guy that I heard uh, I heard from the Valiant coaching staff, and you can talk about this too, is that the Valiant think that Fact of Fiction is one of those players. Yeah, who's yeah, very smart and uh, can give input to uh, strategy as well. Um, then, for instance, on Vancouver, it's Twilight, who's a mega brain about Overwatch in general, right? So yeah. they're these sleeper pick players um, that we sadly don't get to hear about unless a t- coach tells us, right? Yeah, yeah. With with fact, um, yeah, he's uh, he was also very receptive to, uh, to coaching. Um, so when it came to stuff that I was talking about, uh, either pathing, routing, anything like that. Um, he has a really good uh, understanding about that in game, and I think uh, that's why uh, a lot of people, I guess, don't really see it because it's something that you'd have to hear and be there for. Mm-hmm. But he has he has good direction in game, and uh, that was one of his, his stronger twit traits was uh, the direction that he gives the team, um, especially in uh, let's say tense situations where people are like, "Oh crap, we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to make a mistake, right?" Where he'll just uh, lead them in the right direction. Know exactly like uh, uh, what to do. Uh, you know, if we talked about him, Robbie, like he doesn't, it doesn't leave his mind. He immediately know what to do, and then it's like basically. My philosophy is that uh, one of the callers in the game should always be an extension of the coach himself, and with him, he was uh, really good at that. That sounds very similar to uh, what to what I've heard about Shock and, and Moth and how he's yeah. like near like savant level of you know kind of reiterating and regurgitating mid game about what the coaches want, what the coaches kind of might maybe even throwing out predictions and and helping the team 
by extension of the coaches um, and, and kind of making a mental playbook on, uh, you know, being having that resource available to the players on in game, on the field, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I, I think that's really important. So I would I think that just kind of supports your point. Have you come across any other player in your coaching career that was like that, that you, you would want to highlight? That somebody was an extension of, of the coach's, you know, will. Yeah. That, like, Big help. brain. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna have to, let me think of it. Um, does it have to be Overwatch? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, there's it, a player it's called Puhi uh, in League of Legends. Uh, as well as um, Steelback. These are two players that I work with who... Uh... Steelback, interesting. Yeah. Mm. I haven't heard that name in a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was... Um... Yeah, those, those two players, I feel, uh, have been very, uh, I guess, receptive again and being able to apply that in-game. But in, in terms of uh, here on, like, Shard as well, I think another person that's not talked about is uh, Ryo. Um, he's our yeah. main tank. Um you know, he he's has that same direction uh and a lot of that but um again it's uh he's um you know, he speaks mostly uh, korean and stuff like that but uh, when i hear him talk uh he also speaks english uh but uh you know when i do hear him talk um you know he, he seems like he has a lot of direction as well hmm. so i think i think he's one of the more underrated main tanks i agree and i i will watch it's, 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 yeah, I've watched it's also because. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's also ahead. because it's also because we have so much like uh, so many like players making huge plays and stuff like that that he's kind of pushed under the rug. But um, it's like, yeah, he he is one of the I guess core uh, players, you know, that have a lot to do with our success. I've watched, and I don't know if I can credit uh, credit Rio for this or your supports for this, but. Rio's ability to uh, know exactly how much health he has and how to get the F out of yeah. like sticky situations. Like mm -hmm. you have some tanks on some teams who are like a little bit damage shy. I would say uh, mm -hmm. like mono is kind of one of those who's like, he's, he probably is too quick to disengage a lot of the times. So he, like, like you kind of lose that frontline presence. Rio is way on the other side where you're like, Rio, get out of there. Rio, get out of there. Rio. And he, he leaves. And then either between just his positioning himself and the supports, knowing and understanding he's back up to full health, turns the corner. This happened on Anubis last week against NYXL on your point, a defense where, yeah, I mean, he's down to like 30 health or something like that. Turns the corner on point, a defense back up to full. And it's, you know, you could, there's an argument that I would make that if it didn't at least extend the map, it could have been one of the, the, the shifting points on that whole map was Rio's oh, ability yeah, of to hold of on to his health. And that happened this, it's happened uh, three or four times just in that one series alone. So, yeah, I definitely think that's uh, a real thing as well. Like, not to discredit the messages, it's very good, but uh, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not talented enough to know if that's just really good support supporting or really good tanking, but it was amazing to watch and it was one of the things that I looked for over and over again. You watch Rio's health go and then boom, right back up and you're it's like how how does he keep doing this and NYXL is completely uh 
flustered by this, apparently. Um, I I had another question for you, and then I want to talk about last week's games. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's see. So, but it is kind of about last week's game. It is about NYXL. And I know you can't, you can't sell us the kitchen on this one, but, uh, what can you tell us about how you prepared for NYXL? You guys four owed this team. And again, we've, we've already kind of established here on the show. NYXL is not a top tier team right now in stage four in this two, two, two meta, but there's still NYXL. So what, what can you tell us about like how you prepared for and expected to perform against NYXL? So I like to just first say that, um, you know, I, I did make the mistake of uh, reading the Reddit comments after <laughs> the post-match, <laughs> right? And the uh, first thing I saw was this, all this hate for New York. And, um, you know, they they're actually have a lot of talented players. I've had a pretty good season. Um, you know, they're number two right now. And uh, I, I guess they, you can't judge them based off of um, one bad game, or not even this game, but like phase. You know, every team will go through its ups and downs, right? So I think it's unfair to say, like, um, you know, New York, uh, you guys suck. Like, I, I can't believe you guys lost to these guys. Like, instead of, like, saying, New York, you know, you guys suck, it's, it's more so, like, um, why, why can't we say, like, you know, Kwong Zhao played really well? You know what I mean? Because, nah. you know, when, when, you know, if, if the public could hear, uh, you know. grabby. Yeah. You know, if the public could hear you know, the comms and like how much effort you know we, we put into this this game, it's not like you were just like, uh, uh, yeah, they're losing. It wasn't like that. It was it was literally we put the same amount of effort into NYXL, even more, you know. And we, we you know we, we did and like Seoul because it was teams. a bit of a trap game, right, for you guys this week. That was actually a week where you had two pretty strong teams in Seoul and NYXL. Oh yeah, there's, paper, there's right? every every week has been. Like, Except yeah. Uh, yeah, every week has been okay. Yeah, every week has been like that, um, you know, where we've had rough opponents. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the Seoul one. Uh, the thing with Seoul was um, it wasn't so much that they were so much harder or anything like that. It was more so that we were kind of making our own mistakes. And um, you know, at halftime we weren't like down or anything like that. We were like, oh, we know we can win. That, that was it. We know we can win. Um, it was just we had some unfortunate things that we did in the first two games that we need to fix, and that's how like we reverse we reverse swept them, right? So it wasn't it wasn't like that. I, I definitely think that uh, both teams were really good, but um, how we prepared for it, I can't get too much into it, like specifics. Sure, I understand. Sure. But um, I, I definitely I definitely think it was more so that we were the more prepared team, more than anything. Mm. It wasn't so much that uh, you know they suck. It was it just that we. We were more prepared, and they are a good team. They will bounce back. It's like you said, it's NYXL. So, oh, oh, that gives credence to the sandbagging argument, doesn't it? New no, York underprepared. No, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. The sandbagging thing. I don't know that. that uh, how many times? Like this is going to happen. I feel like every year, where every oh, it is. They, they sandbag. They they just threw. Which is know. only two, by the way. But yes. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. But five years from now, we'll have the same conversation. Yeah, they'll, they'll still be pinned as the LW Blue Chokers, even though there's no LW players on there anymore. Like, yeah, it's a you know, beautiful narrative analysis. Yeah, I'd but, like to point out that I was the one that brought the sandbagging conversation to Overwatch by saying <laughs> uh, it, London was doing it. 
<laughs> when, now we have you to blame. Just a bag of Skittles. <laughs> now we have you to blame. There you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Iska. Yeah, I still haven't quite, like, uh, I, I made a bet with Sideshow that I would carry a sandbag over, yeah, I think, seven it. kilometers. And then, it's still in my basement, but <laughs> in my You talked about doing it, never did it. Yeah, still got to do it. Sometime. So, <laughs> Curry, uh, did, did you expect to 4-0 NYXL? Um... Probably, probably, I, okay, like, I, I, I want to say I do expect to 4 that's, that's the thing to me, like, it sounds like cocky, but I do expect to 4 most teams, like, um, you know, because I have a lot of confidence in my players, but um, I guess looking back, no, it's, that's kind of the weird thing, like, in the moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it, we can sure. pop off, but, like, looking back, I know, I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, I've been there, but, like, yeah, 4 actually, is a big thing, it's one thing to, like, beat a good team. Right, like yeah, we expected to you know beat NYXL, and I and I fully believe that you as a coach, knowing you as I do, which I mean we're not best friends, but uh, you know like you're what's what's the point in preparing if you don't think that you can win or beat or find a way to give yourself a chance to win? But there's a big difference between like yeah we can beat them and then walking away going four zero and like full holding on two maps. Right, An Anubis and Blizzard World, right? And Anubis Blizzard World Root. Yeah, and Root. And Root. Yeah, and Root. <laughs> Sorry, I understole your full hold. <laughs> um, like, and this is, and again, it's NYXL, right? You don't get to be the second slash third best team in the league by oh, yeah. at least record by not being good. Yeah, yeah, they're talented for sure. So, like. I don't know, man. Like, is it, I? I find uh, there, there. I feel like there's still some contradiction between like NYXL is a good team, but I'm not surprised we four owed them. Yeah, it's. I, I guess that's why I said looking back, I'm like, oh well, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's for for me. That's just my attitude going into every game. For instance, with the Fusion University game back in the uh, Contenders, uh, I felt that. You know, we were so prepared for that. Like, I legit, I legit told the team, like, look, we know everything that they do. Um, the only, the only way we lose is if we outplay ourselves. Literally, the only way. Do you, um, do you think that the amount of preparation that you put into NYXL made the soul game closer than maybe it should have been? Um, no. Uh, we work uh, equally as hard, uh, like on on that. Like, um, like split for instance, me, yeah, me, me, Cassis, and I. Like, uh, we're usually there till like two a.m. every night. Uh, Jeez, I know. Then, you, I know uh, you sent me a message on Discord at three forty-five a.m. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then the coaches um, as well. You know, are are so we're upstairs. The the other coaches are downstairs. Um, basically uh you know working uh, really hard as well so like it's not just uh, one-sided it's like everybody's just working equally as hard every day like all we want to do is win and we know we can win the entire season so we put as much effort into it, it for every match it's not just like you know like sometimes i, I remember back in um okay mayhem basically like sometimes i remember uh some of the uh staff told me like oh we actually have to you have to prepare for two matches so um, you know, sometimes you have to decide which match to, you know, prepare more for, but I'm, I'm in my head, I'm like, well, 
No, you can just do both. Just all, 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 all you need is a really good uh, work ethic, and you need everybody else to also want to have the same desire to win, and that's all it takes. Have you been on teams or are there teams right now in Overwatch League that don't have a good worth work ethic or like don't want to win? I know that's probably an unfair question, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, that's a, that's a question that can definitely get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, uh, that's that's immediately uh, where my mind goes, right? No, I mean, I I, I do I do feel like uh, from what I've heard, there there are teams that um, need improvement. Do they do they rhyme with schmooshed and schmout loss? No, just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, yeah, I am I not like, going to yeah. trap you at all. I, I, I promise, I am not. I I know. I know where yeah. the line is. Guangzhou yeah. charge PR person. Anytime you want to have someone from oh. the show on. Oh wait, I, I feel like they're they're messaging me right. Oh wait, I don't have a it's phone. True. You got to go. You got to get out of here. <laughs> Bail. No excuse. Bail. There. Oh, can't talk Bail. about that. Oh, yeah. But it is so like just general overall your feeling is is are there teams that you think and of course Guangzhou is going to be at the top of that that are working harder in preparation than others as far as like they're it's not as universally like unified as amount of the amount of practice and preparation teams are putting in or oh, yeah, or do you just think that you guys are much more efficient with that time so it, it's both. Uh, like I told you, the structure that we have is, is very strong. Um, and we are very, yeah, we're efficient with our time. Uh, like, for instance, with me, I'm doing stuff with uh, you know, A team and B team, like both. Uh, you know, I'm getting all my work done. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're really efficient with everything. So I, I definitely think it's both. You know, like um, if I'm like stuck on something and I can literally just go downstairs, uh, at 11, 12 p.m., and then Jin's right there. Our head coach is right there. You know, sometimes even our translator is uh, there late. So it's it's not that. Um, yeah, it's not just one person, and that's that's also what I really like about uh, Charge is that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people who really want to. It's not just one person. I'm not gonna lie, you're making me want to buy a bunch of Charge merch right now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm investing stonks right now. Oh, okay, nice, nice. There we go. So hey, uh, hey, you can you can buy a, you can get a curry shot jersey. Use code curry shot at checkout. Easy peasy. Ten percent. I'm I'm actually I'm putting a note for my right now. I'm actually gonna buy a curry shot jersey. What's your num? What technically would your number be? I feel like it would be number one. All right, curry shot one. <laughs> oh. Capital S or lowercase s in shot. Capitalist. Capital. Capital. All right. Perfect. It doesn't matter on the jersey, I guess. Never mind. Uh, all right. Curry shot. I'm ordering a curry shot one jersey right after the show. You think I'm joking? So I'm not. There uh, okay. Last question. Just Three. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Yeah. Because they're like, while teams are drastically improving, are outspending time on practice. I don't think Valiant would probably be among them where they just brute force the improvement. They really improve the structure. I don't know if it's... Valiant struck me as a team that was very good at assessing the resources that they have, the players that they have, and then create a system around them that works. I'm not sure if they are actually practicing as much. 
I think they are one of the teams that run one block less than the others. Not 100% on this, like just, um, just speculating here. And um, they, they just had that improvement because they sort of, you know, adjusted to what the players required. Therefore, also, I think uh, doing more uh, strategy stuff or one-on-one stuff or whatnot. So, um, but I think overall their hours would probably not be absolutely ridiculous in terms of like they are on top of the league and they still pulled off that. Yeah. So, so from what I heard, um, I definitely think it was a structure thing uh, as well as uh, so the structure. A good structure can breed a really good environment as well, where um, you know people are more open to talk to each other openly. Um, you know, have a very I guess uh, there's no out-of-game distraction. That's, that's the thing. If you don't have a good uh, infrastructure, basically, uh, there are a lot of out-of-game distractions um, because of something that happens with, let's say, you know, I've, I've seen co- other coaches argue with other coaches um, mm. you know, in front of players. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, it's, 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 yeah. it's terrible, right? So like, I definitely think um, structure is, is a lot of the, a lot of the um, I guess, formula to success. Mm-hmm. One of the best ingredients for the formula to success with uh, these competitive teams. So no, yeah, you're definitely right about Valorant. I think that's what ha- what's helped them improve the most. All right, Curry. Three-parter. I've got a three-part question here, and you have to answer them. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I think you'll be all right. So if you had a current power ranking for Overwatch League, who are the top two teams right now? Charge and shot. Charge and shock one and yeah. two. Who are who are the bottom two teams? Never thought about the bottom two teams. Uh, That's almost an answer in themselves. I love that. Oh, uh, I, I holy! I think one of the okay. Well, I think one of the most underrated teams right now is Chengdu, but. Uh, Joe, shut up. <sighs> Joe, you, got, you can't say Chengdu on this podcast in a positive know. light oh. at all, or Joe just gets like this little gopher happy dance. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody expects the Chinese Inquisition, you know? I'm just saying. Oh, no, they're, they're really talented. Uh, they're Chengdu, really good. Especially right this now. meta is really good for them. Yeah, Chengdu's insane. But, uh, Pantu, wow, why is it? I, I honestly didn't think this question would be so hard. Should I give you two names and you tell me why I'm wrong? Yes. Dallas, Boston. Okay, Boston. Uh, and again, this is oh. right now. This is not over the overall season mm-hmm. or anything like that. This is just yeah, yeah. In this snapshot moment at twelve forty yeah, may, p.m. May, on maybe Tuesday. Dallas. Maybe. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too sure. This is just not something I've talked about. In Boston. I think mm-hmm. I can say. I think Boston. Yeah. That, that's pretty toxic. Um, <laughs> and you wouldn't say that that's of course just a hypothetical if you were yeah yeah, yeah if, if i were to think about it and say it i guess allegedly yeah. and if allegedly. you had your cell phone to uh be told that you should you play dallas <laughs> yeah you play dallas next week don't you curry so yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know are you, you already on that. vacation then that's <laughs> why he's on the show they play dallas next week it's just oh. like yeah, I got yeah, I got time on Tuesdays. Just kidding. I think I'm pretty I'm pretty confident going into that game. But um yeah. 
I mean, you went confident into NY Excel, so at this point, I feel like you'd be confident. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. We, we, we Except go for Shock. For Sounds like Shock is kind of the team maybe that you don't want to face the most. It's not that I don't want to play. We definitely want to play every team. Like, we're not scared of any team at all. Like, we're, 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 well, at but if least you were writing your own schedule completely unabashed? <laughs> yeah, again, like, I, I really don't think about it. Like, I'm, I'm not even... Yeah, you're, not saying that. Yeah, like, you're I, right. You're I really, I really guy. don't think. Yeah, I really don't think challenge. about. Like, I, I really, I really think that. Uh, yeah, we we can beat. Like, it doesn't matter which team we we play. We just need to prepare for it, and we can beat them. Like that's. Yeah, it's. it's I guess it's not something that I've thought about. Where I, I guess now that you say it, like in back in the league, I I think I think I did think about that kind of stuff. But I don't know. No, it, no, it's just not like that. I mean, it's not. It's not super important or helpful right to think about it that way you are facing them doesn't matter if you think you can beat them it's your job to do your best to find the way like that's just it. yeah yeah that's that's it it's just you have to prepare and you have to do everything in your power to assist your team to win and that's again all that matters is is winning and yeah it doesn't matter versus who I mean, it, it helps if your talent is now also good enough to just go toe-to-toe with most rosters and you're not just getting your head bashed in by an alarm for no apparent reason, like in, in contenders, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, I never, I have a 100% win rate versus Fusion U. True, yeah. <laughs> you actually do. So I don't know about that. Because <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, all right. I mean, so we, we've got to... We've got to exit the game plan a little bit here for the show notes because we've been going a little long and I know that your time is super valuable and busy. So we're not really going to talk. I do want to Joe Chengdu Hunter versus Spark this week. What happened, bro? Um, They constantly, at least in that match, I felt like Chengdu showed up to a gunfight with a knife. Um, They played this super pick heavy composition with McCree trying to force that a lot of the time especially like most notably erring on Havana with Jing Shalong playing really far forward trying to do this desperate six man flashbang stall the cart push it past um they're fighting against the meta um that's starting to solidify this is just kind of kind of how i'm uh, viewing the team as of right now i think they're fighting against it it's not creative enough to catch teams off guard but what that composition does really well is brawl so once they can get once they can bait out the maywall once they can get out of you know uh, a risa halt hook combos and they can actually push past those cooldowns. They brawl really well. They can actually rely on their mechanical skill really, really well and create those picks. But it's getting to that point that's struggling or that they're finding difficulty with. Um, And this, I think they're going to be a very stylistic team and they always have been to be fair but this style of this you know new goats whatever you want to call it metagame um it, it might just have been a stylistic mitch, mismatch against the spark curry shot which uh what do you think yay nay not so well, not so sure i guess i have a different take on it i think like um player substitutions have a lot to do with it mm. which um i honestly think when bacon jack and Jinmo play together they have like the most uh, success. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, 
Yang Xiaolong uh, right now. Um, I think they should put more focus on uh, bacon, like putting Bacon Jack and Jin Moon. But uh, at, at the same time, um, I guess uh, what you were talking about, their picks and, and stuff like that, uh, their, I guess, coaching style has always been uh, play comfort heroes, yeah. that's how it seems. Where it's not so much, you know, which is again play meta, and it's, I guess it's it's not really. I remember for maybe three or four matches in one of the stages, they tried to play goat, and that mm-hmm. was not a good. When uh, I think it was Jikarin came in, I think yeah. that's his name. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that that was not the play. But um, yeah, I definitely think um, I definitely think if they put Bacon Jack and Jinmu in, they're way scarier like a team for for other teams. Not for, not for. <laughs> I, I mean, to to your point, like they they one hundred percent do play to comfort. I mean, look at their King's Row strategy. It seems to be not a fluke that we're seeing Light Young and G Chiran come in specifically for that map because it does favor their map where their hero pool with Zarya and Reinhardt. That's kind of like their bread and bread and butter on that map in particular. It seems like on in officials. Um, yeah, but so yeah, they, it's they definitely should not have played that. Uh, no, that was, I'm that just was, saying. That was, yeah, that was a huge mistake. Not, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. That's a good example, though. Of the it's, it's, but it's those. Those are their two best heroes. They want to get them playtime, I suppose. Maybe that's one way you could look at it. But yeah, maybe not the best decision if you're looking at maximizing number of maps. One. One. No, yeah, hundred percent agree. Sorry, I'm ordering my curry shot jersey. <laughs> 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 you thought I was joking, dude. I did. I did. <laughs> We're gonna make you the first three, like three time guest on this show, and I'm gonna well, wear my, my curry shot. Have, have to have it in the background there for the next show. I'm, gonna, and <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna just okay, wear perfect. It. Yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do want to take a quick second and talk about next week's matches because there's some big ones. Uh, one, one of the big ones here is London Spitfire versus Atlanta rain. Uh, Yiska, we keep pushing this narrative on you that you are the biggest London Spitfire fan in the world. And I'm okay with that. And I don't, I, I, I don't even care. Yeah. So, <laughs> but this is, this is a big one. I agree. Uh, what, like, uh, what, what's your thought on this match coming up, man? I think, uh, London just Londoned in the one game where they got Londoned. So they will probably reverse London against the Zantarain and then probably won't be close. Stop. Mm. Hold on. Shoe is already number one, Curry Shot. I can't. You can't be number one. Shoe is already number one. Wait, what the f are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you just censored the what the. <laughs> What? I understand. I'm not on my side. Really? Uh, he bleeped out what he needed. Wait, so what, will it not let you order? I, I mean, I, I can, but you can't be number one and shoe be number one. Well, why not? Because I'm not spending $90 on a jersey that could be, they're like, number one, that shoe. And they're like, no, it's curry shot. Pick another number. It can't curry be shoe. three. Let's see. Or zero. Oh man, I didn't know that this was the brain buster of the episode. This is this is the brain buster. Wow. I don't know. I, I can't think of any other number. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway, 
Your team cool just watched, lost $90. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just tell me later. Tell me okay. later. Okay. Well, I will, uh, can I order? Can you talk order about, custom jerseys off of this website? You yeah, you can. Be able to, right? Yeah, you can. You can. So with... um. You're talking about London, right? London, so yeah. with Atlanta, teams like Atlanta, Washington, I don't want to discredit them because they are, they are looking uh, stronger. But at the same time, uh, I feel like their schedule is also like a lot easier than some of the other teams as well. And um, that's why like, I think a lot of teams are overhyping some of the teams. Whereas, like, for instance, I think London is a stronger team. Now, I already know that I'm saying this now, and then next week's match, they're going to, like you say, London themselves. And then yeah. Somehow yeah. But, yeah. I also think that although Urster, uh, being able to play Urster Heroes uh, definitely helped them out. Guy's uh, one of the best, uh, one of the best uh, players in the league, I think. Hmm. Yep. He pretty good. Yeah. Atlantis, the thing is, Atlantis been on a break, to be fair. To be fair, all these teams that are now being seemingly overrated also beat one banger team in the process, right? Admittedly, pretty early in the... Uh... Okay, so I, I guess there I'd have to ask, who do you think's been overrated? Because I guess in the context of the question, are you saying Atlanta's been overrated? Because I don't think their schedule has shown that they've beaten a banger team yet. They beat Spark yeah. in Paris. No, yeah, no when we're talking about Washington, for instance. Okay, fair enough. Well, well, I, I think Atlanta too, but I think I think Washington. Honestly, like Corey, uh, he's been popping off for sure. So again, it's not like I'm trying to discredit the team, but um, you know, I, I go around um, social media and I see, you know, Washington number one, uh, Guangzhou chart, you know, number ten or eleven, and I'm like, oh, all right, you know, it's like. I don't think it's uh transitive property. I think you lost to London, right? That was your loss. Oh yeah, true, true, yeah. true, true. That 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 was got London. Uh, true, got London. <laughs> Next time it won't happen. Fighting words. Yeah, it won't happen. So, what do you think, Curry? You think uh, London takes it over ATL? Pretty convincingly, sounds like. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see. They've had, um, obviously, week three, they didn't have a match because their schedule is backloaded. Uh, they come in, they play London, they play Washington before they play London, obviously, on, on Friday. And then they're at the Kit Kat home invitational for the Valiant playing at Dallas and Boston, which seemed to be, you know, a little bit uh, a little bit easier than week four. But yeah, I, I'd have to go with London just uh, just off what we've seen. Haven't seen Atlanta in a minute. Like you say, schedule has looked pretty weak. So yeah, London looking very strong. Comfort that, for them. Is that a, an advantage to not have a game uh, in week three or a disadvantage, do you think? Curry. Uh... I think, like the week, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, now, let's say you have to prepare, like you have, let's say the opponent has two games, then yeah, definitely. I think it can be an advantage, right? Because they have to spend that week preparing for the matches mm -hmm. right there. And then, yeah, you have like the entire week to prepare. So, yeah, I think in that case, then yeah. Do you agree? Or Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Like. Uh... 
I mean, next the, the thing is for Atlanta, it's um, they do play Washington that they also probably shouldn't underrate. So they they have to prepare for two matches as well. But um, yeah, I think it's it's weird. I think for instance, it, it for me it does matter a little bit when you come in. I think it's a problem when you, for instance, have a week one buy. I think a week five buy between stages is pretty big. Like for instance, like Valiant had. I think that was a, a a help. A week one buy doesn't allow you to really stress test your new meta take, right? Well, I think I think in this stage it could have been maybe. And mm-hmm. this is the only stage, only because again, uh, I can't get into specifics, but how the meta has cemented right now was not no was not a lot of teams had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then some Nothing teams did. Yeah. Some teams did. Like, um, so, so, I don't know, some teams were playing comps that were like Frankenstein, straight out of Frankenstein, you know? Like, it mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Like, it had made no sense. So I, I think it did help, like, some of the... It would have helped some of the um, lower tier teams, for sure. Yeah. It, it was hilarious talking to coaches. I did this Scrimbox article, and... One coach said, all the bad teams are currently playing Orisa, Hawk, May. And it sort of <laughs> ended up being true, but now they're not the bad teams anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just want you to know. That's a really good example. I just spent $105 on a Curry shot, number one jersey. You're the first person to ever do that. I did it. I ordered it. You got the home jersey, by the way. Now, now I'm, re- I'm rethinking my life because I realize my parents, my family. It's true. No, no. I, I even so I even tweeted so I tweeted it out and tagged you all on it. So, uh, nice. you're you're welcome. And thank uh, you, thank you. Big Curry Shot fan. Let's go. Okay, we do. We actually do have to get out of here. Um, but we do have to talk a little bit about playoff stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show. Joe, is there a world where Spark get knocked out of their top six? Um, Seoul wins I, against Fusion in Shanghai. Spark, who knows? Do, do they need, or does the, do we need to have Seoul beat Shanghai to have them knocked out, or do they, is it contingent on that, or their next three matches, because I don't know, dude. they play I'm Fuel, Gladiators, notes. Shanghai, it's not, it, it is pretty difficult for them, they're not the strongest team, in my opinion, right now, I think they're pretty mediocre, if not a little bit below average, I think Dallas is a bit of a toss-up. I think Spark should be able to squeak that one out, and then the other two are pretty hard. Um, so it depends on exactly what would knock them out. Um, I don't know. I think 16 is pretty safe. So if they win against Dallas, I think that that's probably all you need because Seoul would need to win both of their next. One of them is also against the Spark, I suppose, but... Um, Shanghai theoretically could also get there because they have three matches left. I don't see it. I, I think 16 is fine, mm-hmm. even though they do have a worse uh, match record. So if actually Seoul for some reason gets there, then yeah, like uh, Spark might. But I don't see it. 
I think, uh... You think Valiant uh, will make planes? Uh, yes. That's the fun one. That's the that's the race for twelve. Who do you think? I think so. You think so? Because if yeah, they, I, I think if they lose one more, they're up. And they play, uh, no, they they can lose one. Probably lose one. They can afford they play, to lose. Yeah. So they play Uprising, Shock, and Gladiators. Ooh. Uprising, they should win. They can afford to lose one, really. Yeah. They're because, eleven okay. and fourteen right now. I never did the yeah, like see yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just to explain also for the viewers, currently Chengdu has two matches left, isn't it, at 11 wins, correct? Chengdu Valiant is at 12 is and 14. At, so, sorry, 12, 12 wins. Valiant is at 11 wins, but has one more match. But that one more match, in comparison, we can cut that off because it's Boston, they're likely going to win, right? So then it's two again, two and two matches. But Chengdu also plays against Shock, which we are probably as uh, likely to expect them to... Uh, when as the Valiant are. And yep. then the Valiant ha also have the better uh, match record, especially now factoring in the win against Boston. So, so I think... to Gladiators Valiant. Yes. At yes. home. Yes. At the I, I, LA I Valiant homestand. Yeah. Brought to you by KitKat. Mm. Unless the Outlaws give, give it to Valiant on the silver play platter and beat Chengdu as well. Possible. Mm. Not uh, like my. Yeah, Chengdu, I think, is one of the stronger teams right now. So. Yeah, but the Outlaws also know how much it hurts to not get any help from teams in in the playoff runs in the last couple of weeks of the season, right? Mm -hmm. Last year, like if uh, Seoul, I think it was, and uh, there was another team. Um, if they could have, uh, if they won against Philly, the Outlaws would have been in with a better map, map uh, record. Mm. Is there a world where Atlanta loses to the fuel and goes to 13 and 15? That's a pretty tough ask. I don't think so. I, I, I'd have to see them week four. It's literally been so long since we've seen like a whole week off can change a lot. I think um, I think the Washington game is going to be pretty telling of how strong Atlanta actually is because they haven't had too terribly tough. Opponents. No, no, it hasn't been tough at all. Yeah. They play the thing. The thing is, people told me that they thought Atlanta was going to make top six because, like, okay, to be fair, they have uh, in, at the homestand they have Dallas and Boston. Fair enough. And but the week before, I guess they predicted that before knowing what justice is, and also that London wouldn't continue that trend, right? So, mm -hmm. I I don't think that's possible. I don't think they can win all four matches. It would very much surprise me. Yeah, well, yeah no, they don't tough. win. They don't win all four, right? But they would need to in order to get to top six. Top six, yeah. Top six, yeah. but they're also they're twelve and twelve right now. No, Match number thirteen. Play-ins, I think. Yeah. You think that? I mean, they for sure win one. Definitely. Yeah, they are, plus, yeah. they are a plus. No, they are a plus eight, in, right? They're so, definitely in top twelve, top six. Is, yeah, that one's uh, a hail mary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Okay. Whatever. You guys are not fun at all. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I'm just kidding. You guys are fun. This is a good show. There's a lot going on. We already went way over, so we're cutting it off a little bit abruptly. Curry, man. Always a, always a pleasure, dude.
Yeah, yeah always. It was a pleasure. It, it's yeah, it, it's been awesome. So it's good to do this again. I can't wait for my curry shot jersey. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. I tweeted you. I bought I, I would, it. I would look at it. I would look at I it. Bought it. If you don't retweet it, you're just. Oh no, I'm not. I, I, I would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, you know, I don't. I don't have a phone, so. Maybe, maybe <laughs> go get the, you know, it's so, okay. So Curry, Curry sends me a message on Discord at 3:44 a.m. Pacific time. It says, "Hey, I'm setting my alarm. I've never set my alarm this way before. It's like on a computer or something." Yeah. Uh, I should be up in time for the show <laughs> or something just like that. Like, I hope I am. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, okay. I didn't, I thought it was going to be like a soothing alarm because the website was all like nice and shit, right? And then literally I'm like sleeping and I just hear like a fire alarm, <laughs> like the fire alarm. What is going on? And then it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a computer. was like, what who does that why is why is it all clouds and shit and then like it's just like a fire alarm of an alarm like what what i don't understand is we see your 17 year old player at the time iced out in balenciaga balenciaga head balenciaga coat (laughs) the shirt the shoes he has like a house on himself definitely a middle class vehicle and you're here and you're like, my iPhone broke. I, I guess I have to beg for a new one. What's that's going a, on? That's a, co- that's a coach life, dude. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. That's just how it is. Not everybody's wizard young. Dude. True. You know what I mean? True. Unlucky. So what do you mean by that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about, let's unpack that for a moment. No, I'm just I'll kidding. Do, ring, ring. I'll just make the sounds that your manager would now be calling you for <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> ex-manager well we're not live anymore right we are live <laughs> oh oh shoot oh you can hear the music don't don't okay. do this to me curry i just spent a hundred dollars on your guangzhou jersey you have to at least make it there till the end of the season yeah you tell me right you don't have to tell me right now but if you're not gonna be with guangzhou at the end of the season you would tell me Privately right now, right? So I can cancel that order. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I j- um. uh, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch because we need it. Because I just spent hundred dollars on a jersey. I don't know if it's gonna I'm just kidding. Uh but yeah, let's get out of here. Before we do, uh shout outs for the week and where people can find you, of course. Curry, we're gonna have you go first. Shout outs, anything, where can people find you? Um, what's, I don't know. What's your, what Guangzhou stuff should people buy? Tell me the stuff. Okay. So, uh, you can find me at TV on Twitch, Twitter, I guess, ins- I don't really use Instagram, but yeah, uh, those, uh, I guess, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But yeah, thanks to my team, my players, cool people, follow them too. They're amazing people. So. Yeah. Seems seems like things are going all right over there. So yeah. glad glad you're doing well. Glad the team's doing well. Uh-huh. Joe, uh, what about you? Shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? 
Um, obviously, you can find me on the Twitter uh, at Volmel, V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Uh, just posted a video not too long ago, a uh, pretty short one. Tried to make it as information dense as possible about uh, Chengdu, funnily enough, uh, and how they play very comfort style and how I think that's the Chinese style. Um, and they represent uh, that style very, uh, very well, I'd say, very obviously. Um, yeah, uh, Contenders China Final coming up should be a good one. I uh, won't spoil for anybody who hasn't uh, seen quarters, but definitely not expected on the two teams that have made it. So yeah, definitely uh, go go give that a shout and uh, support your local Contenders team. Totally not a spoiler then, right? Like, <laughs> um, don't listen to esports podcasts if you can't handle spoilers. Not necessarily. Come on. <laughs> There's, uh, there's two matches. You don't know which one. I'm not. <laughs> uh, you said both teams. Yiska. Oh my god, Yiska. Uh, just, Sorry. just go. Not like go, yeah. but like tell us the the stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Like, I'm I'm doing some stuff. I think I'll, this week. Um, if I can manage, I also want to put something out like Joe. Um, about a topic. We'll see how that goes. And then um, I think before Thursday, I'm definitely working on a probability article in terms of like who can place where what, again with uh, Eric. And then uh, maybe I will have to profess my love for Overwatch in an article. We'll see. I don't think anyone will believe you. True. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's what my ex-girlfriend said. <laughs> <laughs> Get those crickets in there a little bit. I don't know. Uh, nice. Sorry, man. Can't do that. Uh, as for me, uh, follow me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Kind of cool project this week. Um my friend Ray C from Panda Global, Hearthstone Pro, Pokemon Pro. Uh, we're making some uh, TFT content, Teamfight Tactics. So if you're into TFT at all, we posted our first video actually on Monday. And why are you looking at, why are you looking like that, Joe? No reason. No, no, no. Say it in my face. <laughs> Just happen to look in twitch chat i'm not entirely too sure uh, Never just had my head tilted at twitch but, chat. uh continue continue no oh no so anyways you. uh huh okay i, I understand I mean, your quizzical look now corn right. is being promoted on twitch that's normal we got it we, we got to get out of here but uh, go look up Zero Econ on YouTube or Zero Econ Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be doing a ton of uh, TFT stuff and really excited about doing that. So um, the first video went over really well beyond our expectations, and we got really great feedback on how we can make it even better. So I'm really excited about that. Kick tripod everywhere else. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 47 in the books. See you next time. Bye.